Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are a sub-science here to make things make sense. Today we're talking about Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, the new game that just came out, but also the franchise. We're going to be talking about how games are developed, some amazing science behind them, as well as can video games make you violent or can they make you smarter? But before we get to that, we're going to be talking about uh, the first baby to be created from the DNA of three different people and... A mosquito factory. Ooh, my <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> Wow, and I just like knew. I was like, when you went to yours first, I'm like, he forgot mine. Yeah, literally, I always forget what. I'm just a is. piece of meat, and he forgot about me. Uh, memory's so weird, like, and how mine just like doesn't work. Oh yeah, I'll write it down. An episode on memory. Okay, Actually, wow. though, like short, both <laughs> short. I feel like people usually have one that's bad, either short term or long term, and I just like feel like I don't well, have that part of my brain. We'll get into it about video games, but it can help with your memory. But surprisingly, maybe not yours. <laughs> There's certain kinds of memory, maybe, you know? Yeah. Like puzzle memory. Yeah, maybe which I, I think have you're that. good at. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You just don't remember your whole entire life or anything to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be talking about Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which is like literally the only thing I've been able to do in the last while. Um, yet again, my back is broken, which is good and bad. I also think like maybe from sitting down and playing it so much, my back is broken, but then it self-perpetuates and it's like, oh, I can't do anything. So I might as well be okay, well, you, should, you should be more clear. His back is not broken. Okay, by broken, but I just mean people who listen to the pod know like every month I'm like, oh, I pulled my back again. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you're like, I can't go on long flights because I pull my back because I've been sitting too much. And I'm like, interesting, <laughs> sitting too much. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom comes out. You're up, up till midnight. You're like, okay, I'm going to sit on the couch and play for four hours into the night. The next day, I'm going to play for 12 hours. And I realize it's like, okay. I've never then, played for 12 hours. Then your back goes out. And then you're like, oh, sweet. Now I can just keep playing. It's like you actually <laughs> did create a scenario where maybe it threw your back out to then make you play more. Uh, like that may have happened. But it's hard because I am like, well. I, what else can I be doing when my no, back it's smart. is so it's sore? It's honestly, like, if you're into Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, throw your back out right now and then get an excuse to play all day. Would not recommend. Uh, but we'll be talking, obviously, a lot more about it. I'm really excited to talk about it, but it's truly, like, the it's only been out for a week. And so, obviously, this podcast will contain minor spoilers. I'm not, like, oh. that far into the game. But if you don't want to know anything, this is probably, like, your warning now. But um, I'm not. I don't have any major plot spoilers or anything. It's just, I heard that Ganondorf is bad. I thought you were gonna say gay. <laughs> what is he? He's gay in this one. No, he's not. Yeah, they they, they want gay people they, to be they bad hate ones. Gay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, I, every I Disney gay. villain is gay. <laughs> Scar is 
flaming. Okay, we can go through them all. <laughs> Ursula, drag queen. Okay. Yeah. What are other Who bad ones? Else? Jafar, gay. Oh, um, <laughs> Gaston, muscle gay with toxic masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Who are like, um, what's the one from Snow White? Uh, the, like the woman with the like. Oh, face. Kate Blanchett as a lesbian in Tar. <laughs> um, how come I can't think of Disney movies? That's insane. Who's bad in Aladdin? Jafar. Oh my God. He literally is like a Eurovision, like gay, <laughs> like his is really awesome. He's got the cape. He's got the like. Holy shit. Disney is like mm-hmm. doing the gay agenda, but in a really dark way. Yeah. <laughs> what's yeah. a recent one? What's a recent Disney film? Oh, like, uh, what's the one we don't talk about? Bruno. But Bruno's not really that gay. And he's not even bad. He's yeah, nuanced. It's like fake villain. Oh my God, Bruno is gay. And he's ostracized uh, from his family. But he's a really nice gay oh character. Oh my gosh, and he's deeply, like, it's like, it's kind of like gay uncle hypothesis. Because deep down, he actually is like necessary for the yes. family. In important part, but they have to learn that. And to relate it to this episode, he's giving G-A-Y-M-E-R gamer energy. And he's yes. just like locked himself away. And he's just playing video games. And he's kind of like, he's not jacked like Gaston. He doesn't have the same. He's not manifesting his gay shame into doing steroids and getting muscles. He's manifesting it into being the best at Zelda. Yeah. And that's called being a gamer. It's like, I couldn't have known how deeply I would connect with a term until gamer came around. <laughs> I'm not even like really? that. Big of, well, because I remember feeling like really special when that was like a way to describe. Yeah, it. that's true. Cause like gay people and queer people aren't like necessarily that included in like the video game marketing. Yeah. Whatever, isn't right? like every online game. They're like, kill all the faggots. Yeah. There's a lot of like awful multiplayer stuff where everyone's saying like the F bomb yeah. and stuff. So it's like, Obviously, there are lots of queer people who play video games, but yeah. that was like a nice term when I was like, you know, in university or something, it's probably the first time I heard it and was like, oh my God, I'm a gamer. And it's like, you can't know what you're saying until you spell it. Yeah, true. But like, to be fair, you're, you're Zelda forward as a gamer. Oh, for sure. There's when, other games they play, but like... They I've, don't seem to... Encap- like, it's not like... But there's, it's very rare for like any franchise to exist like Zelda. Like, there's very yeah. few to begin no, with. No, I just... When I picture gamers, I picture shoot 'em up games, like the headset... Yeah. Which I know a lot of people are, whereas you are like a specific type of gamer and it's like Zelda. It's a Nintendo gamer. Yeah. I've only ever uh, had Nintendo growing up. True. It's so Nintendo. that's like, I love like Mario Kart and Mario yeah. Party and Smash Brothers and all the Nintendo games. Like we have our other gamer friend, Fab, and I picture him headset shooting, 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 <laughs> yeah. which is kind of what I picture as a gamer. And I like, I've never come downstairs and had you be like, okay, let's pwn these noobs. But to be honest, I used to play like Age of Empires and I would sneak up at like 2 a.m. in the middle of a school night. And I know you have it night. in you. That's why I'm surprised. I'm like, I'm surprised that I'm There's not There's just like, certain games that really connect with me. Yeah, including Zelda, Zelda, which is what we're going to talk about. So anyway, sure. yeah, uh, we'll get into that in a bit. But first we'll start with some things we learned. Oh, what did we learn this week? You go first. Okay, so the first UK baby created with DNA from three different people has been born. Which I thought was really interesting. And I was like, what does that mean? So basically, it's in an attempt to prevent, like, children but what? In this prevent case, children like from inheriting preventable incurable diseases okay. maybe not preventable but incurable diseases this is crazy. so basically some diseases are caused by maternal mitochondria and as we know like you get your mitochondria from your mother and so it was like an attempt around like can we help these people to have kids even though they are have a high likelihood of passing on their mitochondria what can we do huh. um so basically they use the sperm from the father, they use 
the to fertilize the egg right from the mother yeah but they also take a healthy donor egg and fertilize that as well with the sperm and then basically they take the nuclear genetic material from the donor egg remove it and replace it with the couple's fertilized egg so in that process it's like basically not getting it's getting rid of the mitochondria from the original mother by only using like the nuclear part and putting that into a donor mother which I thought was interesting. And so the kid is born now? The kid is born, yeah. And this has been like a very new technology that was only recently approved in the UK to start undergoing. Like it's still very early. They obviously like we need to make sure we're like studying these infants and like making That's sure so that they're healthy messed. in other ways, even if they don't have these diseases. Being um, that kid like growing up and then them being like, okay, we're going to sit you down. You're the first kid to be born with DNA from three people. Like, it's just like... Um, write a novel at that I think point. there has been maybe one or two other cases outside of the UK, like somewhere, I think, I don't know. Um, but but still. this was like a big breakthrough that there's, it's just obviously interesting. And to be fair, it's like still 99% the like biological parents' DNA information. And maybe it was like 99.8. Just a very small fraction is like related to this mitochondrial DNA from the donor. But it's not like the mother's disease was a hundred percent going to be going to the kid was it not a hundred but they were saying like some diseases there's like a high likelihood yeah. and even when they scanned for it in like um eggs and stuff it's still like not guaranteed and even in this case they're like it can't get rid of all the mitochondrial dna there's still a chance but it's just like an opportunity to like work around specific so diseases. currently the kid is healthy as far as i know yeah wow that's so weird. We're going to live through so much weird shit. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like it's both intense. It's fascinating, interesting, amazing, and beautiful, but also kind of scary when like you realize we have this kind of control over yeah. or beginning I to have this kind of control. Like In this case, it's good, but it's just what where's the where does that lead when we yeah. can control like parts of... Like the CRISPR DNA. guy that went rogue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's Although like I do think that they're, they already have, and like I think they'll be doing a lot of stuff with sickle cell anemia and CRISPR, which is great. Mm. I used to work at a camp with kids with sickle cell anemia. It's like so devastating and unfair that it's like, of course, that'll be amazing. And yeah. Apparently, it's so expensive, though. So it's like, that'll be but another how does issue. It become like, accessible to that, the people who need it most. Yeah. yeah. And even in like countries like ours, publicly funded healthcare systems it's even if, if, if it's still expensive it's still not going to be common or yeah. able to be like afforded to everyone whoa okay science fiction yeah. my kind of is science fictiony too okay ish but it's like something we've always not always talked about but we've talked about for like years about mosquitoes and how to utilize messing with them in order to like decrease their ability to spread disease mm. this isn't the one where like you um change the female yeah or was it the male i forget there were they yeah. like changed like the d- they, they actually crisper on. they do yeah. dna and then so that they just like die instantly yeah. they're like this is what it is is that there's a mosquito factory in brazil that's going to make millions of infected mosquitoes with a specific bacteria which will then mate and spread to over five billion mosquitoes over the next 10 years that will get this bacteria and the reason it might save 70 million lives is because the mosquitoes infected with the bacteria, the bacteria outcompetes viruses that cause dengue fever and Zika. And huh. like that. So it's like you're essentially infecting all the mosquitoes with a bacteria that can that fight physiologically. Off. It's not even fight off. It's just oh. that it outcompetes. Oh. You could say fight off, but it's like, you know what I mean? Fight off makes mm-hmm. it seem like it's more of like a medicine. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's like infecting it so that it 
spreads. It's called Wolbachia bacteria. It'll spread amongst like billions of mosquitoes across Brazil. They've studied this and in previous trials it's worked really well, but then in other cases, in all cases it works, but like the percentage to which it works varied quite a bit. So they're kind of like going to keep studying See it. See how, how effective it actually is in the practical yes. world. Like it's going to decrease deaths and decrease the spread of dengue fever and Zika virus, but it's like, to what extent is what over the next 10 years they're going to realize. That's, but they're doing it. It is so it. interesting. It's, it's interesting that yours is kind of similar to mine. It Not in like a real way, but in the way that it's kind of like, where does this go? It's like really amazing and an important thing right now. And you're like, it can save X many lives. That's like the most important thing. But then you're like, oh, it's so crazy that we're able to like yeah. tamper with nature in a way that how do we estimate the impact of that in 50 or 100 years when like... I don't know. Like, can we really see the full picture? But I yeah, get it. If, giving, if you could save 70 million people today, like that feels worth it. But then what if someone said, yes, but over the course of human existence, it will kill a billion. Yeah. So like, that. but you can don't say that. that though, because that's like made <laughs> exactly, up. Exactly. Like, yeah. But, it and I is, assume these scientists have it on good data that it at least won't like. Yeah. We're not like tend. on this side note by ASAP science podcast going to create fear amongst like scientific no, right, right. understanding, but it does have the beginning of a like disaster movie energy, <laughs> like being like, we thought spreading this bacteria was right. good, but oh, whoops, humans are zombies or whatever yeah. the hell. Okay. But no, you're right. You're right. It's like, this is obviously, and these people are way smarter than we are. Hopefully, way better intentioned. And That's like, like constantly when I read about science, I'm like, well, yeah. and whenever it looks sketchy, I'm like, well, they're way smarter than I am. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> but then I'm like, right? Matter. Like they're not <laughs> evil scientists, right? Cause that's another thing Disney got in our heads. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> they must be gay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. Every evil scientist gay <laughs> and maybe a gamer. <laughs> Speaking of which, shall we take a break and come back? Yeah. Talk some games. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. Hey. Hey. Okay, now um, do that. Hi. Hey. Hey. I feel like. What other noises does he make? He's like. Hi, They're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Not exactly. You feel like you can do Yoshi pretty well. Yeah, that's really good. Um, that's how I like talk dirty to Mitch. I go like. Yoshi. <laughs> I'm like. And hey. I, hey. Yeah, I, I do the Link's voice, and you do Yoshi Does he voice. ever say anything? That's the amazing thing. He's a silent protagonist. What He's never mean? been voiced. He, other than making those noises, like, <laughs> like that kind of stuff, yeah. exactly what you're doing. Like, even now in the past two games, 
Zelda has been really behind in that it's never done voice acting until Breath of the Wild. There's only been like noises that characters would make, but you always read the dialogue, hmm. um, which I, I actually love. I think it's like special. You get to like, it's kind of like you get to read and imagine it. But in Breath of the Wild, they implemented voice acting, but every character has to talk to him as though he, he doesn't ever say anything, which is Whoa. unique. No other video game, the protagonist will talk. You know, I wish some so no days I was a silent protagonist, but I'm a loud gay man. <laughs> Maybe that's why I um, identify with Link more, because I am like a silent protagonist in some ways. Oh my god! <laughs> I really main am. character syndrome. Okay, we are talking about Zelda on you know Breath of the Wild, but Link Tears of the Pit. He's going to start crying. Um, but just in general, we're going to be talking about video games and the science behind them. Um, and also, like, some really fascinating research and development into Breath of the Wild that I found uh, that's really fascinating about how video games are developed as, as like, a science. Um, and I thought those are cool. But to okay, start... Okay, wait. No, no. Oh, do you have an idea? I was going to ask you questions about that. You can ask me questions, but I was just going to say to start, like, I am a huge Zelda fan. I grew up yeah. playing Zelda. Obviously, I played the original Legend of Zelda on Nintendo, but I wasn't, like, super into it at that age. I was too young. What What is that? That's the first one on the but original. But is it sideways NES. like Mario? Like it's top down. Like, Whoa, horny. you know what I mean? Yeah, top, top dom, top down, and top you're basically down. exploring the world like from a. Do you understand oh, what I'm Pokemon saying? energy. Pokemon energy. Yeah, and like you're exploring. Is it on the a Game Boy? It's on Nintendo. Nintendo sixty four. NES, just Nintendo Entertainment System. Like Their the one that was like with the like the gray little box. Wow. Do you I didn't know, know that. that? Yeah, the one where there's like the X. No, Greg, don't fuck up. The A and B <laughs> button. Xbox? Is, the A and B button are on the right. It's gray. Yeah. And on the left is just like a black plus symbol with up, down, left, right. Yeah. There wasn't there was a Zelda for that? Yeah. Oh wow. Because I only ever one. played Mario at other people's houses. Oh, because Zelda's a solo player thing. So it was Mario, but that's okay. No, I would run sideways as with someone else. Then you weren't playing the original Mario. Oh. Well, you might have been playing like the second one on, on Super NES. Oh, yeah. It was Super Nintendo. Okay, yeah. The one you can be two people. And if you got too slow, you like die because like the screen's going to the right. I'm not sure, actually. But um, it's not important because we're not talking about Mario. Well, I'm sure <laughs> Nintendo and Mario and Z they're all linked. It's the same company, right? They're not the same company. Nintendo. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm what kidding. Yeah. No, they're two of the like mi biggest franchises yeah, they're ever. They're linked. Like. Like of course they are, Nintendo yeah. made Mario and then they made Zelda and obviously people love both of those things and there's that's like the yeah. pinnacle of video games, right? Yeah, Mario is probably actually a way bigger franchise than Zelda. Despite Zelda really? Yeah, like think everyone knows Mario. Not everyone could say that's Link. So Zelda's like the critically acclaimed kind of alt version of it all? Maybe. Just Mario like was so successful. That's why they think they did a Mario movie first. Because they're like, everyone has a relationship to Mario. <gasps> oh my God. Are they going to do a Zelda movie? I'm scared. They they might. But but then Link can't talk. Well, he could in a movie. They've done like a really bad one in the past. Really? Like a cartoon one that everyone loves and it's like so embarrassing. Oh no. They did a really bad Mario Brothers yeah. in the past too. Um. But what was I going to say? Um, the only way they could do it successfully is if it was done by Studio Ghibli. That's what I think. Oh, Which, interesting. interestingly, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, heavy references to Studio Ghibli. And it gives me hope that maybe they'll collab on a, on a movie together. That would be so smart. Because so many of the themes, the music in Breath yeah. of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom is clearly inspired. Like, even the art direction is very similar. A lot of the, like, 
um, actual things that happen. Like Link in the new one, it, like his arm is like lost to some evil power, and um, it, that happens in uh, Princess Mononoke. Um, so there's like lots of different. That would be really smart. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Anyway, so like, where do we begin with this? Like, what other questions? I do am you like have? so not the person to ask. I have never. I mean, I've played. A few times. I've tried to force Greg many times to like play Ocarina of Time, which was the, the game that that's brought we? me into this Nintendo 64. Oh, that's God. the game that got me sold on Zelda. No, the one on Wii, I played a lot. You can become mm. a wolf. Oh, Twilight Princess. Yeah, and it was great. It was actually really cool. But I um, am so bad at video games because I've never <laughs> played them that like. I actually get so frustrated and throw the controller and you're like, um, you just have to go up to that rock and like rub it or something so simple. And I think you don't have the patience necessarily for puzzles. Like, because I'll be sitting there and you'll be like, tell me what I'm supposed okay, to do. Then I'm going to talk about one of my studies has to do with how it makes you smarter. Okay. Okay. So this is in fact true. I do believe anecdotally about the two of us. So they had a study where they got people to play super Mario brothers and 64. So which one's that? Like the you would recognize it probably. It yeah. was like the first 3D going sideways. Mario. No, N sixty four. N sixty four was the first three D Zelda. Was the first three D Mario. Whoa. Like um, Mario sixty four is what it was called. Tro- truly can't picture Mario ever going three D except when he threw his hat in Galaxy. I Mar- mean, Galaxy also is one of the best. That was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that was really fun. But I don't remember this. You one had to like jump into paintings, and that would start the levels. Oh god, I'm such a freaking loser. Okay, so. <laughs> They would play Super Mario Brothers N64 for 30 minutes a day for two months. And they found there was an increase in gray matter in the people who were playing N64 versus the people who weren't in the areas associated with memory, strategic planning, and fine motor skills. Okay. So the fine motor skills is not what I relate to, but the strategic planning, to me, that that's puzzle vibes mm-hmm. and memory. I think I actually do have pretty good fine motor skills. Yeah. Well, that that's something that I also, I think maybe because I paint. Oh, yeah. I never like feel like I don't with, have, but I, I don't have strategic planning. I hate the concept of board games where you're supposed to like think about the next player's turn. And shit. I'm like, I can't do that. I'm, I'm like, I'm always just like, Ooh, it's my turn. What do I do? And I like, I'm impulsive <laughs> and I feel like video games do make people better and more patient around puzzles mm. and memory. And like, I don't have that gift. And I bet if I played video games, I would more based on this study. They were mm. like, obviously you can't say that video games make people smarter, but one thing about this study I thought was interesting, 30 minutes a day for two months, 30 minutes of video games a day to me seems like chef's kiss for your brain. Mm. Like the Right, issue, you're not playing for 17 hours yes. a day. Like. And like, I think when we get, we're going to talk more and more about like video game addiction and stuff. Like too much of anything is bad. So I think video games get a really bad rep because they are addictive and people get so sucked in that they lose Essentially, they're not playing for half an hour a day. Mm. There's something about that that this study is saying and that I'm like, that is really probably extremely healthy. Hmm. Half an hour a day of using your brain in this like kinetic, interesting way and then you're done. And this study made them have to only play for half an hour. I'm like, that is weirdly feels like a nice spot. As a gamer, G-A-Y-M-E-R, half an hour is actually like, nothing oh i know i i <laughs> like know you would it not prob- be able to do very much yeah. in half an hour but you still would like be exercising your brain and yeah and and i'm not saying that this is like what anyone would do but the fact that this study found that it increased like strategic planning and stuff i'm like mm. oh that's like interesting yeah. 
And they were and saying it was beneficial. It's probably worth mentioning that not all games are created equal. And obviously, I'm going to show my own bias here to the kinds of games I like. But when you... Even even for me, as someone who plays Zelda a lot, like certain kinds of puzzles come up over and over. And I'm assuming once you're good at those, you're not really challenging your brain anymore. Which is, I do like mm. Zelda because they are trying to always reinvent their games, yeah, reinvent their fair. puzzles. But if you're just like, and no shame to just like shooter games or like first person player <laughs> games where you're just like doing the same thing over and over. But like Fortnite, I enjoy playing Fortnite, but you're really just doing the same thing over and over yeah. and over and over and over. Of course, you're getting better at that skill, but at a certain point, you're no longer yeah. challenging your brain. Interesting. But they, yeah, and the video games... Like when others, you first start Fortnite, it's actually so hard. And you you definitely are building neurons in your brain because yeah. you're like, how do I coordinate my totally. hands with all these things? <laughs> totally, <on the> <laughs> bro. But like the studies on video games where they talk about how it helps like with aging brains and like can actually really help people who are essentially like in their 60s and 70s to like stimulate their brain in new ways. The games are always these specific puzzle games. They're mm. not like, they're not getting like 70 year olds to like shoot a bunch of people. And, like, <laughs> just cause like they're kind of under the assumption that that's like what you're saying. It's yeah. like a little bit like the, the games that they're using to study people that are video games are like constantly changing. They're about puzzles and even I, I don't know, N64 for 30 minutes a day for people who maybe haven't played video games would probably constantly be challenging. That's true. And ways. Mario is great because every level is, is basically a different well, exactly, puzzle. Exactly, yeah. And half an hour, you probably like can really only do one little level and so finish So video it games aren't, for sh like science says video games are not just like bad, which sometimes it feels like people... Yeah, they get painted say. as a negative thing. I, okay, what I'm going to say, because there's probably people listening to this podcast who either don't like video games or are not into Zelda. And like, it's totally okay if you're not into some things but this thing no i'm kidding um i just think i want to describe because i've tried so long to get you into zelda and i, I had to come to the realization like not everything is for everyone i know you liked what you did play i did but i i just want to describe and i like to get people to try it because there is sort of this vision of what a video game is and to me zelda like it's like an enlightened form of a video game i know that sounds pretentious but it's like it's this combination of not only just like puzzle and exploration, but music and soundtrack and like themes. And yes, like the story, I, every time they release a new one, I hope the stories can get deeper and deeper. Like their video games, like there's, they're not like these critically acclaimed narratives necessarily. They're pretty simple. Is it your saving Zelda from a, isn't that kind of like saving peach from Bowser? Yeah. It's the, saving Zelda from Ganondorf. Most, not all of them, but that's generally the premise. Like something has happened with, Zelda and you're trying to like either save her or like save Hyrule or save the world or that's the premise yeah. and along the way you like have different enemies or different storylines and different people you're helping um, but I just people do feel this way about it like everyone I know has had like a spiritual epiphany to Zelda who's it, played it yeah that's why I want to say like if you've never given a chance and Breath of the Wild is a very different Zelda game than every Zelda game before but I think it's beautiful and amazing and i think a lot of people would love it it got like based on whether it was the pandemic or not what i was reading said that they got the most people into zelda breath of the wild because yeah. what some people like you who argue that zelda is like the best thing ever think breath of the wild changed everything and they think it was maybe essentially more open to more people for whatever reason i don't know the gameplay was more why, why well the think? whole okay so i can even start talking about the research that went into it so 
basically every game before Breath of the Wild was linear, was an open world. So that just meant like you had to, you're basically following a storyline the whole time. You have to go to this dungeon and get this thing in order to go to the next dungeon and get this thing in order to go to the next place. Like it's a very specific order. Yes, you run out into a field, but it's just so you can go over there to complete the next bit of the task. And until you unlock that, nothing else will unlock in the game for you. Hmm. There'll be barriers like you need a certain weapon that can get you into this dungeon. And so you can never get in that dungeon until you've gone to this one yeah that's stressful. the only difference is the very very first legend of zelda on nintendo nes was open world it was just like this top scroller where you could kind of explore it was felt huge for the time and that was like the original intention was like it's about just exploring it's about like going out there not knowing necessarily there's no direction just go and find things and so breath of the wild was kind of bringing back the thesis of what zelda was supposed to be but the limitations have always been 3d worlds can't be open worlds like on n64 to design a world where you can do anything in any order it's like they can't have the capacity for that because there's not enough like terabytes yeah like they're just not enough they not big enough they they didn't have the technology to like really make it possible to make it big enough to make it fall like you can't just when you have an open world, you have to account for every single variety of thing that can happen. Yeah, that's and you have to have a system that can also like literally understand physics and understand you. I mean, I can't even speak so to like, that. So that's why every time you that, turn it on, the Nintendo Switch like literally hums. Oh, mine is, like, is no, that is something is wrong with mine. Like okay. the fan on, if anyone knows how to fix this, the fan on my Switch, especially since Tears of the Kingdom, which is obviously pushing it to its limit. It's just like... <laughs> Yeah. And I'm always like turning the light up so loud on my TV so it drowns it out. But whenever I pause my game, I'm like, is that still I'm like, going? that box is about to explode, my friend. But it's kind of always done that, so I think I just got a faulty unit um, or a faulty fan or something. Whoa, don't Nintendo sponsor us. Give them a new one. Well, I, I, no, yeah, you should. You should give me a new one. Um, so where were they going with this? So Breath of the Wild, their whole goal as developers was how do we create a world that people can explore any way they want like there is obviously a story and a path but we don't want people to feel like they have to just go here then go here then go here oh god that stresses me out too on top of it being one of the biggest maps ever like the other day i (laughs) bigger than the earth bigger than the earth no uh, (laughs) it's interesting because to test the development they put link in a version of kyoto like they used google maps to recreate kyoto so they could run around with link and feel like how big do we want this world to be? How long hmm. will it take to get to this landmark? What does that feel like? How many things do what, we need? What did they decide? I don't know that I have like a specific answer to that, but it just helped them develop like what the feeling was. How many, how many like activities along the way do you need? Kyoto, to not Tokyo. Yeah, I think they're based in Kyoto. I think. Okay, sorry. Side note: Is Tokyo and Kyoto the same letters in different order? Oh, I think so. That's. Interesting. Yeah. Is that I think maybe I'd heard that before, but I don't know why. Okay, continue. (laughs) Kyoto is beautiful. That's where it's based. Why didn't we, when we went to Kyoto, why didn't we go to Zelda headquarters? Well... I, don't, I can't say for sure if that's where it's based, but that's what I remember. I just it's giving heard. Kyoto energy. Like Kyoto is like this beautiful, lush city that yeah. like it's Zelda's. It's giving that. If there are Zelda headquarters, I don't think it, it's probably like corporate. I don't think it's like a Zelda world you can show up in. You no, know but I, mean? I still think the corporate Zelda headquarters. If we went in, you would like drop to your knees and cry. <laughs> no, I would. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so that was the challenge. How do we have a story? How do we have things that people have to do eventually? Yeah, but also make it so. 
they don't have to do any of it. I, yeah, I know. I don't know this person, but I listened to the podcast, The Read, one of the best podcasts ever made. Everyone should <laughs> listen to it. And they always talk about Zelda, and it makes me love Zelda through them. And Crystal, one of the hosts, I think she plays every day, like two hours a day. She's obsessed, and she's like refusing to beat it. But she still yeah, plays it two hours can, every day. She's like... The amount of things is almost unfathomable. Yeah. It came she's out still, six years ago. Yeah. And people to this day are finding and like doing things that no one has seen before yeah. in the game and posting it and everyone's like, no one knew this could happen. Whoa. Like that's how deeply they like designed this game. Um, <clears throat> and Tears of the Kingdom has taken it like to the nth level. So you beat Breath of the Wild, quote unquote, but you could keep playing it. Yeah, like I, I sort of regretted beating it because it's so open world that there's so many things I could have kept doing. And you would have kept doing them if you hadn't quote unquote Yeah, like once it. you beat it, you sort of felt, I felt like, oh, when I'm like done the game, like yeah. it feels like the reason to do everything else is so you get more out of items so it's, and power and it's whatever. It's smart what Crystal did. It kept yeah, her going. I, about a year after, or maybe a year and a half after I beat it, I finally went back and started playing again. But for a long time, I was like, why would I go and do all these extra things when I like beat the game? But that's the interesting thing about Breath of the Wild is when you start the game, there's like a little like sort of, I won't call it. I've a, started it. You have, you, you're stuck at the beginning because they're teaching you how to do yeah, the controls. To and jump off of a cliff. You can't, yeah, you can't leave a certain area until you've like gained all your abilities. Then the world's open. Yeah. From that point, you can go straight to the end of the game. Like immediately. Whoa. Like you, if you're willing to fight with only three hearts and no special skills, you can go straight to the final bottle, battle. And if you're good enough, you could beat the game. So that was the premise Whoa. is like, you choose. Do you want to go beat these other places and get power to help you with the final like, boss? Probably. Yeah. And of course, like everyone wants to see the story. Um, but when they started developing like this world, it was so huge. So they're like, how do we get people to go to the places we need them to? But allow them to yeah, like know to where to go, but yeah. feel the freedom. So that also stresses me out. Their first like plan was we're going to add these huge towers called Chica Towers. And you can see them almost anywhere in the map, like because they're so far away. And you'll know I need to get there because it lets me. It like imprints on your map so you can then see the map. Okay. Like you, it fills in your oh, map. Oh yeah, I remember that. The map gets filled in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they started with that, and then they tested people, and they realized, okay everyone's taking the exact same path. This is not what we want. Like everyone's going from too this. many Sheikah towers or, or it's just like everyone felt like even though it's open world, like it's keeping me Sheikah on a tower. track. There's I'm a track. I go there. So this design flopped and they have these like research papers where they show heat maps. You can see, like 80% of people followed this path to this path. Okay. To this path. Also, you need to get the job as the tester of Zelda. Anyways, yeah. Like, How do you do that? Well, I, I mean, know. I only speak English, so that's not helpful. Like well, all I'm, the original games are in Japanese and stuff. Wow. Even this presentation was only ever shown in Japanese and no one ever got a hold of it except some screenshots. Y'all need stuff. to get on that it was kind of like lingo, my <laughs> um, Okay. After that, they're like, we got to change it up. So there's got to be Sheikah Towers, but we've got to add more points of interest. We've got to realize, like, on the way to the Sheikah Towers, something over here yeah. has got to distract that you. That heat map needs to be spread out. Yeah, so there's got to be shrines, and, and there's got to oh, be yeah. enemy bases, and there's got to be stables. And all of these places need to have a reason that you'd actually want to go there. You're so going to get good items. Yeah. You're going to get good power. You're going to have a reason to go there and explore. Shrines is Breath of the Wild. I remember the shrines. Yeah, so shrines all offer you warp points. Anyway. And they're puzzles that are hard for people like me who are quote unquote stupid. Yeah, but 
I feel stupid in them all the time. The amount of times I sit there. No, like, but you and watch me play and you're like, you know, you're actually stupid. No, that's not true. That's yes. what you think. And I try to tell you like, no, this took me this long. No, and then I'm like, tell me what to do because I'm impatient. <laughs> and then I get up. <laughs> it's because you're impatient, but I know. And I hate, hate. Every now and then I might look up something, but very rarely I'm like, I need to just like figure this out. Or no, but you'd be like, Greg, that rock is glowing. Go up to it. And I'd be like, it's not glowing. You'd be like, it's glowing. <laughs> like you would get annoyed because I'm like, oh, is that? You're like, it's a video game. If something's glowing, go up to yeah, it. Yeah, but I understand that that sometimes happens to me too, where the, I'm in a place and I'm not realizing yeah. like that, that But was. I could tell you were frustrated with how <laughs> dumb and how little skill I had. You'd be like, okay, we're just starting and you're in an empty room with one glowing rock and I'm like, I don't know what to do and I'm running it. Like I'm just saying... <laughs> For there are people like me out there who it's just really hard. Continue. Okay, fair. And everything you're saying is amazing to me, but I'm like, it's like no, so because crazy. I want you to know and everyone to know who might give Breath of the Wild a chance is like it's you're not supposed to feel smart until you fit, crack the code. It's like a puzzle. Like yeah, you feeling dumb and being like, tell me what to do. It's like that. I have those same moments where I give up, but then when you figure it out, you feel such euphoria. Yeah, because you're like it's but like solving. I think that- yeah, you're right. I'm just like I, we have you get fought. in your head because we have thought it's easier for me because like, I, I want you to just tell me in this moment for this puzzle, please, because I'm gonna leave. But it won't just be the puzzles. You'll say you have to tell me where I'm going now, and I'm like, <laughs> the point of this game is that you can go anywhere. Well, sometimes I'd be like, okay, I just like <laughs> horseback rode for truly like three to four minutes across <laughs> a thing, and then you're like, wait, are you telling me I have to horseback ride back? Because <laughs> like that's annoying to me. It's like, oh, and like I'm impatient, like. It's a video game. Like the fact that I have to like, you know what I mean? Move physically in a game because I made a mistake. It's mm-hmm. hard for me because I'm like, <laughs> I have to go back on a horse, like galloping <laughs> for three That's just minutes. what you have to like start to be like, it's the experience, not the destination. Yes. No, I know. And that's what I need to learn about life. Yeah. That's what this game did that was revolutionary to the entire gaming industry. Gotcha. That it, because it broke the linearity, it allows people to just like, that's why so many people just play it without the intention to beat it. They're like, I just want to like live in this world. And like and horseback riding, gallop through a Go trail. around, find things that no one else has found. Yeah. So they realized once they put all these secondary places in, they A, need them to be visible. So some of them glow. Sometimes fire puts up smoke. So from a distance, you know there's something over there important. There's bad guys and they have these huge structures wherever you're going to go. Stables yeah, there was have, a lot of you doing that to me. Oh, well, like, what's Greg, that smoke in the over distance, there? there seems to be smoke. And I'm like, what? Okay. Oh. So then they realize players are now suddenly way too overwhelmed. There's way too many things to do. They're going to the shrine. It's giving or they're going to the, the tower. The, yeah. So they came up with something called the triangle rule. They started to design the landscape all in triangles. So you have like mountains, hills, everything. And what this allowed was for a, not only is it a decision point, you can climb over a mountain, you can go around, but when everything's built that way, you can only see so much until you get further. Right. So if there's mountains and hills surrounding you, they only come suddenly you only seeing part of the map. Yeah. And you go, oh, okay, I'm going to go over here to this shrine because I see one over there instead of seeing like 15 in the distance. But by the time you go there, now you maybe you're at the top one. of a hill and you see another area. Uh, and they started realizing like fun. this would create a pattern of like endless discovery and curiosity where instead of seeing it all at once, everything's hidden except for one little area. And triangles are like that perfect form of like you can go around, you can go over, and when you're at the top or around, suddenly Ooh, that, there's another that's area developed. So fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I thought that's really clever. And then once they started redoing these heat maps, they realized 
then people now spread out. everyone's going a different direction. Yes. And then the success was they still make their way to these landmarks. We need them to, but like, they've done so much other stuff separately. Yeah. And, and they've all done it in different paths. So they've like cool. seen one thing here. Now they can see seven more things. Some people go here. Some people go here. Some, and like along the way, they're Did like, that really click when you read about it after playing it, you're like, I remember the Oh, totally. I still that. do that. Well, I mean, I never thought about it Is, as triangles. Do you think it's triangle energy for tears of the kingdom? Well, tears of the kingdom is basically almost three times bigger. It's the same map, oh. which I was really worried about. It's like about. Disney World, California. Well, there's Disney Sky World, Florida. and Underworld now. So Underworld the, or underwater? Underworld, like underground and deep, deep, deep caves. Like really oh. scary. It's like the scariest place I've ever been in a video. Hell. <laughs> it's giving hell. Yeah. Um, it is hell vibes. Everything's kind of red and dark and scary. That's where the gay Ganondorf's going to be. <laughs> hell. Like literally, <laughs> that's where he's going to be. Um, so... I mean, what Tears of the Kingdom has done, the only way to describe it is they've just like somehow created a physics engine that can run in this same world and allow you to almost create endless things. Because you can take a hammer and connect it to a tree. So, I mean, <laughs> there are still some limitations, but, but you, isn't can, that like you the can big fuse your items, thing, but or? you can also build, basically, people are like building ships and you, there's Whoa. like all these devices that like you can use to power them and fly them in certain ways or shoot objects. And Whoa. it's just like such a cool design that you can kind of like build, not anything, but it's like a really fun element. So have you built a ship? No, I'm like really not that good yet. Have you fused anything? Yeah, yeah. I've been like building like really crappy wagons and stuff. But then I see people online like building like the most epic battle. Like I just sometimes don't understand how Nintendo made this work to a degree where people could like fully develop. Yeah. They'll have like all these weapons. No wonder. I don't even know how to describe well, it. I, I see it and I'm like, how did somebody I make that? I feel like if you make a big battleship, your Nintendo Switch is going to explode. From yeah, like, mine maybe like, can't handle maybe, it. Maybe you should stick with the shitty wagons for now until you get a new one. But that's really cool. Even um, that even that concept, I'm like, yeah, for sure someone's done that before, but they obviously haven't. There has been building in like Fortnite. You can build stuff, but, but it's, it's, this, it's limited. Yeah, it's not like fusing. It's a pattern of how you can do it where this feels... It's just so cool. It's so creative. It really is like a sandbox. So game. out of 10, you're like, it's giving nine to 10 out of 10 right now. Yeah. And wow. I'm really early on because I'm so scared to beat it too fast because of like, yeah. not that I still spent like two years beating breath of the wild, but I still wished I had done more. Well, so isn't I'm trying it like to do like every little thing right critically now. Critically acclaimed. Yeah. No, like, isn't everyone just like, it's the best again. Like what? It's one of the most amazing things. It reminds me of, like it gives me the Studio Ghibli vibes in that way where you're like, they've just, they spent so much time in this and like every time they release a game, it's just like one of the best, most groundbreaking games ever. Almost every single time. That's new Zelda crazy. Comes out, That's like for just like yeah. 30 years. You know what I mean? Because when I think of my other podcast, Can I Speak to the Manager, which we're bringing back, I subscribe, <laughs> Can I Speak to the Manager podcast, that is really hard to do. Like, we're constantly looking at people trying to reinvent themselves, and of course, people fail. Mm -hmm. It's like the inevitability of entertainment industry. It's why it's kind of fun to follow, because it's schadenfreude. It's like, Nintendo failing would be sad, but it's a little satisfying in that weird, dark way where you're like, you're rich, you're right. a corporation yeah. Yeah. that's trying to make artful things. Like, of course you're going to have highs and lows. And it's like, it feels like Zelda has been a high for them. Minus the Almost movie. always. Yeah. Almost always. And that's so hard. Yeah. To do over and over and over. And it's not just that the games are good. It's that they literally define a, like 
a seismic shift in gaming almost every time. Not wow. everyone, but like the first 3D Ocarina of Time, while you'd go back and be like, it's janky now, it like invented so the many thing, concepts. not everything, yeah. Yeah, like the idea of locking onto an enemy or a character with this specific button to like position Even your camera was like no game had ever done that before. Whoa, that's so And now every game it. does that. Yeah, but yeah. also like... Even the Wii, because that was like university time, so I was like forced to play it a lot because it's like, I live alone now and everyone's <laughs> playing Wii and I guess that's what I'm doing. But like, it was so weird. Like the controllers. Yeah. And I mean, like some people hated that, right? Like it was not that every, I mean, the Wii sold a lot. The Wii was a hugely successful system. Oh yeah. It felt like a really successful thing yeah, at the time. It, and what I like about Nintendo is that they're like, we're not competing with Xbox and PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. Totally. They're like, we are going to capture the market in a different they're way. Like, you want to play tennis yeah like they really Swing captured this sort arm. of like casual gamer yeah. market um whereas xbox and playstation often go for like best graphics really intense gameplay and, and there's no shade against that but i think nintendo i think i'm british um me thanks nintendo to me is much more creative and that is interesting to also keep like quote unquote winning and making the best games while trying to be different is also even harder. Mm -hmm. you know and what I mean? and to like, be like, we're going to do it in a way that we've never done yeah. before. But, the, but the, it's really cool. Even this freaking switch. Like remember when we went to that Nintendo like event event when the switch was first coming out Yeah, and it was like, I got to play breath. Wow. There's a preview there. Yeah. Before it came I out. know you pre came and cried. <laughs> um, but like when they were like, okay, slide the controller out of the side of the thing. I remember being like, oh, well, this is going to fail. Cause I was like, this is like fucking weird. Yeah. Like it felt janky. And then I was like, oh, and I took it off and they were like, okay, now you have to put this little band thing on. And I was like, you're asking me to do that. I was like, it just was like not giving to me Japanese design. Like okay. it felt like clanky. But then now I'm like, well, eat my words. Every day I'm ripping those things off, putting them on my wrist, and like doing Just Dance. Yeah, yeah, and it's like one of the most successful gaming systems. Of and all then time. when you were like playing it on the airplane, I was like, that is really smart. Yeah, they're just really smart. Yeah, and it's but it that felt you can take weird like that that you can take with you. Like yes, it's not as powerful as a PlayStation or an Xbox. Yeah, but you can bring but you it can on bring it anywhere you go. And, and that is smart for branding because even now when I see people with it on a plane, I'm like, maybe I should get into a game for a plane. True. Because like, that's an interesting time to yeah. play something because that's when I'm like, I'm bored. Yeah. And I'm also like about to die <laughs> in a plane. Like it's like I would, <laughs> you know, I'm scared of flying. Like that's a good distraction. But I'm just like, I just remember doubting Nintendo and like leaving that, that event and being like, it's going to fail. And then now I'm like, I'm such an they idiot. They could still they fail. Like the Wii U was a flop. One of the and some people love that system. It's the only Nintendo system I have. Didn't Don't know. even know what that is. It came out because the Wii was such a success. But I honestly think the name people were like, "Oh, is it just like an updated version That's of the Wii?" That's what it sounds like. But it's a fully different system. So I think they just like it was really bad marketing. It like flopped as a system. I mean, the GameCube was a pretty big flop of a system. Wait, really? Yeah, like GameCube. Yeah, in terms of like sales, like it was not successful. Because that's another pinnacle era where every day after school I'd be like, I guess I'm playing Tony Hawk on GameCube. <laughs> like the did 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 Like it was like I because of my age, I was always like, like I know those controllers. Yeah, I'm like Star Wars shooting. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that was a flop. Weird because like that was so much of my forced childhood. I loved GameCube, but I think I think when you see graphs of like what sold, like it didn't do. And as well. it was the Xbox like. Halo era so it's like mm -hmm. maybe just 
also everyone else was oh my god everyone had like <laughs> in the affluent area where i grew up and didn't have any video games it was truly like i go to someone's house they'd be like do you want to like gamecube playstation or <laughs> xbox that's crazy. like you know what i mean it's like that is crazy and i think yeah. at the time i was probably like gamecube because i'm gay and scared but most people were playing halo yeah. and most people were going to the xbox totally. at that time and yeah. it was um really scary for me and i was really bad <laughs> <laughs> those are scary games but they're really good and i, I don't want to make it sound like those like systems don't also halo have was games. really fun yeah and it didn't have kill people you're kill aliens right? yeah and i also liked that yeah it's not like quite when i was like, like absolutely obliterating other humans in games i was like i actually am too sensitive for this and i can't <laughs> play this whereas well, halo you like caught it was like a little slimy didn't you say things. you had some research on violence in video games oh yeah okay like maybe that fits into this so i think what science has now led the science has led people to think is that when these horrible shooting things happen, like some people try to blame video like games and it's almost like. become a like right wing talking point, which I think is really interesting because it doesn't sound it's I don't know. It sounds like a more like cons liberal ideology to blame video games. But I think in some ways people are like maybe it's a thing right-wing people are doing to take away from the fact that there needs to be gun control because <laughs> like to this, find something else to blame yes because this science the does not find that it makes people more violent mm. and the way that they study it though is really hard to like that's such a hard thing to study yeah, yeah. and so one example is like they try to think about like priming like like essentially like could it be priming people to be more violent? They'll get, this is a really weird study, but they would give kids the ability to play video games that involved like cars and trains. And then they'd give other kids a video game that involved like cats and pets. And then they would do these like kind of quick memory brain tests about, about like trains and cars and about pets and cats and assume the people who were playing a video game, pets and cats and pets and cats and pets and cats. <laughs> And assume the people playing the video games about those themes would be better. Okay. And they found no correlation of them being better. And in fact, the people who were like playing the pets and cats game got, were actually better at like identifying cars and trains and the opposite. <laughs> like it was like, it they didn't. were like, this is so not a thing. And then they just like looked at aggression with these like really, again, these these are hard studies, like psychological, sociological surveys on aggression post playing games with realistic deaths mm -hmm. versus post playing games where, so for example, realistic death, they actually like use technology where like, yeah, you shot someone, the blood exploded and they right. go, and I'm like, I can actually picture that. It mm -hmm. is horrifying. Yeah. Then the other one, there were deaths, but the people would go like, bleep, 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 right, just, like, like cartoon disappear, like yeah. it pixelated into nothing, which I'm like, oh, I've also seen that. Yeah. And they found no difference on the aggression surveys post, hmm. which I'm like, that's not saying like, right, cut it's not and so dry. clear, but it's like yes. at least a metric to go yeah. by. And all of their attempts to try and find some sort of like, even indication that video games were creating violence, they couldn't. And then there was a meta analysis that also found they don't relate to violence. So again, that doesn't mean that these studies aren't flawed and that there aren't like, an obvious sort of fear when you're looking at your kid, like obliterate a human with yeah. blood. Like that's, scary but then the idea of like a mass shooting and then people going to video games as an issue is very dated it's mm -hmm. like giving columbine right and it's like 
<laughs> okay, that is like a really fucked up sentence. Uh, it's giving Columbine, um, but it's it's interesting because it's like, oh, if there's a mass shooting in America, it's like you need gun reform, and mm-hmm. I think sometimes it can be used as a talking point to distract. Yeah, it's it's no different than like lots of times different kinds of music are blamed for like the youth troubles or kids, yeah. whether it's shootings or like other things like. There's always trying to find like what's a cultural reference point that's like parents don't like that can yeah. be blamed, whether that's like punk music or emo or video games or <laughs> like a lot of times people get like it is like like those people get blamed or those games get blamed and but it, but when I there's think like it's clearly and that's not to say they couldn't play any role but it, obviously that's not the main role. Obviously it's like let your kids play Zelda like it clearly expands yeah. your brain and as we said earlier like video games can make people have like truly strategic planning which I don't have and like specific <laughs> memory like advantages but I think that it is also important to know that it doesn't it doesn't mean it's not having an impact. Same with like music, same with anything like I don't know. It is kind of crazy to obliterate people with like a machine gun. Like it is. I just think what the point that I take away from it is it's like if there is a mass shooting, that is not not a video game issue. Like especially in a place like America where we're like the rest of the world is just looking at it like laugh, not laughing, but truly at this point being like it is so obvious to everyone except for the people who seem to be like in charge of laws. Mm -hmm. The reason why these things are happening. It is not video games, Mm. but I do think there's room for more research. Cause I'm like, Zelda is a great example. Like that's not what you're doing in Zelda. No, I mean, you are still like, you do still end up fighting characters and stuff. Yeah. But obviously it's like cartoonized. You're not like seeing guts and blood everywhere. And and maybe the concern with video games is more of their addictive nature. Like, I don't know. It just feels like there's different levels of that. They're like, all good, I guess. Yeah, I yeah. definitely don't think that. I don't, I don't think most people who love video games think that they're all good. Yeah. Like most reasonable people can acknowledge, like most things, you can spend way too much time on video games. They can be addictive. They're physically inactive. Like there's reasons why they're mm, not yeah. all healthy. But they're but just like anything, right? There's something about Zelda though that truly it's like it gives it like I have heard so many positive things. Yeah, like, no, it's, it's so a, it's a great like, beacon of light in the gaming world. I yeah. think because it is it still fulfills, like you still get that thrill of like having to beat a boss or like a bad guy. Um but it's like it's so much deeper than that. Like that's not the part that people are like playing Zelda for. Yeah. And I, I mean, some might, and but. I don't like, I'm a weird human at my age as someone who's never had a video game system or never had ever felt an addictive, like tendon, like I have a repulsion to video games cause mm-hmm. I'm so bad at them. I mean, it's like, I kind of don't even understand. Yeah. And I think that is part of like what people are trying to mend is because on the one hand, of course it's fine to be a concerned parent, but you have a lot of people who are de- detached from the, gaming world completely so they so a lot of it's just out of fear yeah Yeah. i didn't grow up with that i'm normal and so my kids are gonna get messed up i think like parents who have a relationship to games can understand the line a little more clearly honestly at this point with social media it's like almost like video games are like bad like it's almost like they're more like reading a novel versus like well like a zelda to me is yeah it really is like Like, if i was like if i had a kid right now and he was like i'm addicted to zelda 
I'd be like, well, at least you're not addicted to like TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I like, I'd be like, I'd be like, like yeah, okay, go play that narrative, really confusing thing that I can't do. <laughs> I'm going to go over here and scroll about some dumb person who's like telling me like the best place to get pizza in Toronto. The only time I ever did judge you when you were playing Zelda is when I would be like, you know, like, because I'd get you to like play Ocarina of Time and you'd be like, I don't get it. I was like, I was like 11 when this came out. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I did yeah. have I had an older sibling who I'd mostly watched so when I started finding No, but I do it, think that's why I'm like video games are not this scary. like when I have kids I want them to play video games even though I didn't. Mm-hmm. Whereas my parents were so disconnected. There is a part of me that I really appreciate like I have um like I love nature and being outside and I think a part of that is attributed to the fact that like my video game was truly like a hike because I, <laughs> I didn't have any other options yeah. which I like but it's like I still think that like I could have used could be a balance. I could have had a like Nintendo like GameCube maybe. I know this is sad and I think I've said it on the pod before but like actually playing Zelda sometimes makes me appreciate nature more like Breath yeah, of the Wild yeah, and that's the like, that's what I mean it's not there's something bad. about like running and being in these like vistas and like appreciating nature in the game and that's, then you feel when you're in the real world you're like this is like Zelda when I'm in a forest I read about the guy who designed what's his name Miyamoto yeah he did the whole reason he made Zelda was based on his love of gardening oh that's so and cute and nature and it's like I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, there's gonna, so many elements. You I'm can like, like, just going to go garden. Literally in like garden in Zelda. <laughs> literally like you, I'm outside just gardening our garden and you're inside gardening in Zelda. Yeah. And like and making similar food vibes. and like cooking and stuff. Yeah. You're so funny about gardening <laughs> in what? real life. No, I'm always like, oh yeah, you could put this in. And you're like, well, no, I'm going to do it. Like, I feel like you're, I mean, well, it's a whole different thing to do. A real I know, garden. but I'm like, no, but it's not, it's not different than the gardening in Zelda. It's not where probably. I get to sit and not physically move. Okay, okay. There's a difference. Wait, oh, you're like physic. The gardening is hard in real life. It no, can be. I think that you're worried it's not going to grow or something. No. What? Oh, wait, then no, what's stopping you? Because it's manual labor. And oh. by the way, I still do like garden sometimes. Like, I'll like rake. I know that's No, you but I'm like. <laughs> and like, I have like my bean plants I'll do and that's it. But, but even you, those, I'm like, you're, I'm just like. I just bought them yesterday. No, I thought that it was that you were afraid it wasn't going to work. No. Oh, it's literally just because it's like hurt. a lot of work. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was kind of like I'm like if you water and they're in sun, like it will grow. But I know. Okay, okay. I, wow. I'm not <laughs> stupid. No, I just like thought in my head you had the skill of gardening in Zelda more. You're like I actually know. If I no, no, like, no, 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 no. I just said like I mean it's fair to say I don't have a gardening skill. You you used to work at a nursery. Like I feel like you have a little more confidence and experience of how to set up a garden. But I still like like I'm not like not gardening because I'm like it's gonna die. Like I'm willing to try. It just it's a lot of work. Oh, it's the okay okay. The other day you were like it's gonna take me about eight to ten hours to do this garden. But that's stuff. to do everything. That was to yeah. I'm like that's to put a lot to of move flower. Yeah, that's but, a lot. But that's gonna be over the course of like four different evenings. Yeah. Um. Going back to gaming, one thing I was going to say is it's crazy, and I always forget the stat. I don't have it exactly, but it's like the gaming industry is like bigger than all the other entertainment uh, industries yeah, combined. Yeah, for Like sure. you think of movies and how big they are, it's like gaming is way bigger. Yeah, and it, and you can't torrent them, right? As some people, like the Tears of the Kingdom did leak, as and people were playing it on PC before it came out. So like there what? is sometimes ways <laughs> that people get their hands on Whoa. things. Someone but learned how to code. For the most part, it's like much harder to just yeah, like, like download a game and play it. That's what I For mean, the like, average person. I think that a lot of movies, TV shows, things like that, it's like... It's easy to just like... There's yeah. a whole system set up to like 
watching pirate things. And they're just so expansive and big and like rarer. Like, mm-hmm. like when I think about like truly streaming services, I'm like, we got rid of Netflix because I'm just like, there's so much shit here that mm-hmm. it's like I, I can't. It's not curated in the same way that yeah to have a game are. that you love that comes out and then yeah and just and focus on that one years, choice yeah. to play yeah yeah um I mean I don't have much else to say other than like give it a try if you haven't if I mean Breath of the Wild is a great entry point for a lot of people just because it's new it's totally different everyone mm-hmm. experienced it in the same way that's you, switch you don't have to like have any video game experience our friend just started playing it and immediately i was like oh you're doing great like she's it's just about exploring but obviously there are some older ones like know that it it broke the format it's actually a really different zelda game i think breath of the wild from what i read is a great start for people it was and because of the pandemic it was a huge yeah and you know in three days tears of the kingdom outsold breath of the wild because there's so what? many people who became oh, from in love with it. Breath of the Wild. Yeah, like wow. that now are like, I need to play this other one. And wow. and Breath of the Wild got so much hype as like the best game ever. Yeah. Um, and Tears of the Kingdom is, I'm still so early, but like, it's crazy. I was a little lukewarm at first because it's kind of set up at the beginning. But that's pretty so similar. You. I know, but I I was worried. And even the first like three hours, I was like, it's still but that so is similar. Like, I, that is so you. But it it is so yeah. far so good as I kind of like finally got into the narrative. I'm just like having so much fun. I do accept that it's taking place in Have the same world. Have you seen Sexy Ganondorf yet? Only in a little flashback. I have never was met he him that yet. Yeah, I mean, like, hot in, like, kind of a weird way to say he's hot, but, like, he's like he's jacked, but he is, like, a creature. Okay. Well, like, I he mean, doesn't look human. We both <laughs> wanted to bang the beast from Beauty and the Beast, so we're not a It's closer that. to the beast than it is to a human. Like, his, he's green. Song. Would you rather bang Link or Ganondorf? Like, Link. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, well like, so we still have no, Link's twink, twink phase. Yeah, and Ganondorf no, is, twink. like, daddy. No, Link's twink. Really? He's a twink. Well, Does, I mean, like, he's he fit, but he's not, like, jacked. He, he's fit, but he's not, like, jacked. <laughs> I picture, I thought he's, like, Legolas. Oh, that is Link. Link is, Legolas is a twink. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. I really need to Google Link topless after this. The game starts that way. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, he's just in underwear at the beginning. Are you serious? Yeah. Like a Calvin Klein act? Yeah. Both Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, you start just as, like, Link in underwear. Okay, so I'm going to play when we get home. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, yeah, give it a like try. It's like everyone give Breath of the Wild a chance. And if you're a gay horny freak, <laughs> you can also do Tears of the Kingdom because it starts with him and his Calvin Klein ass. Give it a try. I just want everyone to try it and play it. And if, if you're ever looking for something that's kind of like a mixture of meditative, but also challenging and also fun and explorative. I mean, it was perfect for pandemic. And I know it's like we're in a different world. We're going into summer. But it's so it's just such a nice thing. It's like more like reading a book than yeah, playing a video game, I think. And it feels like you're really exploring this world. And think of how much a book can impact you after reading it for whatever, 20 hours. And you can play this game for hundreds and think of how, or thousands even, how deep you can connect with something that you can explore yeah. for that long. That's all. You should get a tattoo. That's been my only ever consideration is something from Zelda. But then I was like, that's a little like cringy to me. I, I don't, I, I'm not judging else. has one. I know. It's just like, I don't <laughs> like, I don't really want tattoos and I'm worried if my only tattoo is a Zelda tattoo. But it could be like an obscure, it doesn't have to it be like be a triangle. It, okay. So like, maybe don't do that one. Why? Well, because the that's triforce. the most, I know what I'm saying. I see. Like find like, something, what's something in it that more is obscure. more obscure that you could just like, it would just be a beautiful tattoo. And but that I need to feel like some reason. To, I like I don't want to just, I, I don't really want a tattoo to be honest. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, well, I want to do an episode on tattoos. 
okay. Well, hopefully that was interesting to everyone listening. Hopefully you'll go give Zelda a chance. If, if you had to, I'd say try Ocarina of Time, which is the original N64. It's also like considered one of the best games of all time. Though, obviously, the graphics are super outdated. I remember at the time being like, this is the most realistic thing I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Um, but I think if you just want to jump into one Breath of the Wild, then Tears of the Kingdom will provide you with something that you otherwise maybe wouldn't have. Even if you're not a gamer, I think you'll love it. And even if you're not into, like, it has this sort of, like, medieval <laughs> feel. Like, it's not. You know what I mean? Like, yes, you ride on a horse and you carry, like, shields and swords. Um, but I know some people are, like, turned off by that aesthetic. It's not too much like that. Okay. Okay. You're welcome, Nintendo. We'll see you next week. <sighs> Peace. Peace. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail 23 shopify.com slash retail 23 how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.